Hey, I want to welcome you into our guest segment here. Uh, we are going to be rejoining Celeste Salam for part two of our interview in just a moment. And we kind of set the world on fire with part one, or I should say Celeste did. I got to tell you that after you hear this interview, you're going to be looking for the nearest bed to crawl under. This stuff is frightening, but it's factual. It's documented, and there's no escaping it. Anyway, Celeste Salam, just in case you didn't know, former uh, FEMA official involved in a lot of the planning of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. She is a woman of God, uh, totally dedicated to Jesus, and she's doing God's work right now, and I believe that she's really helping to save a lot of lives out there. And uh, i tell you, part one was incredible. Part two is even going to be better. And I've often said, too, that even as important as Celeste's message is, uh, more important her message is Celeste herself because she has the uncanny ability to put things in perspective and help us really understand truly what's happening. So without further ado, let's go to the interview pre-recorded a couple of days ago. Part two of Celeste Salam, formerly of FEMA. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here. Welcome to our guest segment of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for staying with us through our introduction. And uh, are you still catching your breath from the the last segment we did with Celeste? Wow. And uh, I told her off air, I said, hey, you're going to cause a lot of our people, maybe even me, to sleep under the bed. I don't think there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. We're going to get into that a little bit later in this segment. But we're also going to talk about cutting off command and control in other words, right now, if you want the truth, you want to go to Steve Quayle, you want to hear Celeste, you want to hear my friend Doug Hagman, you know, all the guys who you know I associate with, I have ultimate trust in them, and they're telling the truth to the very best of their ability. You want lies? Well, keep going to mainstream media. You'll get an occasional person like Tucker Carlson, who's the controlled opposition, he only is allowed to go so far, but you're not getting anything close to the truth, and they got to take away the truth. We're going to talk about deplatforming here as well as when they come to get us. It's kind of like bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do when they come for you? Well, we're going to talk about that here because we're going to be the bad boys in their eyes. But anyway, before we join Celeste uh, for part two of our, uh, should I say, interesting, fascinating, and very disturbing uh, segment, I need to let you know that we have a couple of things going on here that help us pay the bills. One, get your food. Make them come take it from you, but at least you're going to be able to have survivability for a while and maybe for a long time, okay? Um, and, and get one of your neighbors to buy it for you who's maybe within six months of dying. How's that? So make it harder to trace. Um, but anyway, preparewithdave.com is the place to go. And you know we've sold this for a long time. I believe in them. It's high-quality food. I've eaten it, tasted it, lots of diversity, 40% off the four-week emergency package. And it lasts 25 years, which uh, I think is longer than a lot of us are going to last under what's coming. And so you want to, you absolutely want to get, um, wow, you know what? I just had, I, I don't ever interrupt myself in a commercial, but I just had an, a URL flash up on my system, and that has never happened before. Wow. Okay. I think it might be one of those hours. But anyway, preparewithdave.com is a place to go to the storable food and talk about freaking me out here. This is bizarre. Uh, okay. We also are selling, you know, um, water filtration uh, with the Aquapure Pro water filter. And it's the best there is. The, the documentation for this really speaks to the controlled studies about how well it filters out impurities 
and so you want to go to waterwithdave.com there's more information there they're offering this for 40% off right now so you've got preparewithdave.com for the food and waterwithdave.com for the ability to purify water and I got to tell you folks you don't want to put these on the back burner because at least give yourselves a fighting chance for what's coming and I, and I really wholeheartedly believe in what we're offering here and we don't sell anything I turn advertisers away here on the common sense show because we don't really sell anything that we don't think that you actually will need or anticipate needing anyway we need to hear from Celeste Salam she's a former um, FEMA official and uh, she doesn't elucidate too much on that and I'll leave that to her to choose her own uh, identification on what she did and her position and in fact Celeste I'm going to ask you that but I want to welcome you back to the show and I want to talk about deplatforming uh, taking people down I, I, I saw a video that you sent to me from a military conference where they thought this was such a good idea to get rid of the extremist in other words if you're pro-constitution I guess you're extremist but the extremist people and they were all in favor of taking us down so welcome back and um uh, Let's let's get into this deplatforming aspect. So, like everybody knows that maybe you might be deplatformed, Steve might be deplatformed, um, but why we need to really be concerned is because the average person can be deplatformed. Because if you have an opinion that is contrary to politically correctness or the agenda, whatever you want to call it, um, then you are going to be experiencing these deep platforming issues. And so the first thing at the military conference that they talked about was a community takedown. And that's where an entirety, entire community of users within a platform are disenfranchised without being banned from using the platform. It's kind of like I'm on Patreon right now, and they said we are just going to idolize the black, you know, Black Lives Matter, and the only lives that matter are black lives, and we are going to feature black. Uh, creators well I'm a white creator and so basically I have been disenfranchised even though I work very hard um, I give my my patrons great content and but you know my life doesn't matter so this is what they are talking about with a community takedown they're going to push the narrative even on Facebook I saw like if you donate $19 towards our agenda, you know, we'll give you some incentive perk. Um, and I'm I'm getting a little bit frustrated because it's all lives matter. So the second thing is official page removal. And that is of an organization and it's taken down and their content may be blocked from the platform. And then three, a public figure account suspension. And this usually involves controversial public figures that are banned from using a particular platform. But usually, because of artificial intelligence, it's all platforms. And this basically started in about 2015. Uh, and it started with in on Reddit. And, and then they just metriced out and saw what they, you know, how it worked, um, what, how effective it was, that type of thing. 
And at the conference that I attended, they were really excited about the fact that they brought were able to deplatform Alex Jones and uh, Joseph Joseph Watson. And there was another lady that they also watched. And so, how effective is this deplatforming? You know, we hear it being talked about. So because of the situation with the elevation of Black Lives Matter on Patreon, I am investigating becoming a refugee, an internet refugee, hmm. and moving someplace else. And they, they've they got that metric out. So when uh, Alex Jones was deplatformed, he lost about two-thirds of his uh, viewership and the people that followed him. There was a small number of people that continued to follow him, but they had to go through a lot of hoops to be able to find it because basically they buried his information. And so then they said, then they said that I'm trying to remember all the, the key points. The people that remained did chat among themselves but they were fit pretty much as a group or as a position or as an ideology um, neutralized. So I found that really interesting. And the problem is, is you can go to another uh, platform and they're probably in the midst of this same thing because this is a global situation that we're looking at. So first comes the deplatforming and then there comes if you have any type of an ideology that is different that the government is not God, then you are going to run into character assassination. And they will do anything from saying, you know, oh, you're the UFO person, you're the black helicopter person, you're the uh, geoengineering person, oh, you you are have a spiritual faith, so... Um, you're uh, you're not a nutcase for that because only you know only artificial intelligence is god you know everybody knows that i'm being sarcastic there mm-hmm. and then if the character and the character assassination can be in many different forms they can um <laughs> like i said i've taken too many conferences in the last week but one um Dr. Eva was saying, I can just uh, insert a little bit of false information in your medical records or on your online and totally discredit you. I mean, literally destroy your life. You become a targeted individual. In fact, each one of you that are listening right now are probably a targeted individual. If you have not experienced it yet, you will, unless you bow to the government. Um, and then the last thing is, if they, if character assassination does not work, and and that will include um, influencing your friends and family to come against you and do the peer pressure thing, um, and that's what Facebook was actually a peer pressure tactic. Um, then they will actually do an assassination. And how will they perform that? Well, there's two different, I mean, 
there could be many different types, but the two sanctioned uh, ways right now are gassing and the guillotine. Do you believe these accounts that are circulating the internet now about the shipment of, uh, I think it was about 100,000 guillotines, have you heard about this? I have heard about it. That part I don't know, but I do have the military documents all about the guillotine. And I do know that the scientists and researchers right now are decapitating mice by in the millions by be, because they are justifying it being a humane euthanization method. So the two humane euthanization methods are the guillotine and gassing. Are they going to be doing, uh, are they doing the guillotine in part because they want to do organ extraction? That's very likely, yes. Yeah, that thought occurred to me, um, given what we know about the Chinese and the Falun Gong. Um, well, when's this going to commence, or are we already in it? I would say that we're, we are already in it. Like the deplatforming experiments began in 2015. Uh, and that's when they were unclassified. Maybe classified operations began, you know, began earlier than that. Um, but, well, actually, I do have some FOIA stuff that they were wanting to get rid of the influencers. Let's see. Probably I got that, that those Freedom of Information documents in 2006, 2007. Um, and how are they going to get rid of the influencers? Start with deplatforming? Yeah, they will, they will start with the deplatforming. De, uh, de There's other forms that this military conference talked about, such as shadow banning and different things where you don't even know that you're your band and then they just take it up a notch if you know you don't cool it basically then and go along with the agenda um, if you're not a good global citizen then it's just going to escalate define a global citizen so a global citizen is one that believes the that the government is God and basically it comes from the United Nations. There, a lot of people don't realize this, but two days before 9-11, there was an, a counterfeit Ark of the Covenant, um, and it was marched around the United Nations Assembly, General Assembly, and in it they had the Global Earth Charter, and that's what the different items that it takes to be a global citizen one you know you you are post-human you don't believe in humanity we're the all the evil we're the scum of the earth um, environment first you know this type of thing and there were some um, I forgot what there's some sort of a death mask in there um, also and so that's still making its rounds there still is this they, they the United Nations considers it a sacred document the earth charter and to be a global citizen and more and more young people you didn't hear any young people talking about being a good global city citizen but now with all these um 
civil justice and warriors and different things, you're starting to hear now I am a global citizen. And there are some companies that only want to do business with somebody that is a good global citizen. This is... (laughs) I can't believe it's just come this far and people are just so ignorant about what's going to overwhelm them. Um, do you have any population reduction numbers by time frames that we could refer to? I would, I other than the Deagle report and the Georgia Guidestones, you know, but I believe that this is, is well underway now. And a lot like a zombie, you know, we may have already contracted something that's going to get us de- down the down the road a bit, maybe not too far. Like I said, they want this whole thing wrapped up by 2030. Um, part of this, I don't know, did you hear about the babies that were being separated at birth from their mothers? Well, in what location? All over the world. No, I, I'm aware of the practice. I mean, uh, Ceausescu did this in Romania a lot. And there have been other societies that have done it too, and it's resulted in abject failure. Uh, babies need contact comfort, and they they become mentally retarded, uh, non-responsive to the environment, won't defend themselves. I mean, it's based on the Harlow Monkey study from the 60s, so I'm familiar with the concept. But, but I didn't but, know that this was policy across the planet now. But this is from the COVID, they, a mother goes to the hospital, she delivers the baby, they take the baby to supposedly clean the baby up, you know, so the mother could see the baby, and they say, your baby's died. And the mother says, I want to see my baby. And they say, you can't see it because of COVID. And the baby's gone. Well, this opens up a can of worms. Um... I've talked to some people that weren't able to visit their their mothers in senior care facilities when they were told they died of COVID and they didn't believe it. And uh, they didn't get to have a funeral, nothing. Yeah. Could, could this be euthanasia applied to the elderly as well? Yes. So newborns and, and the elderly. So they're already starting. You're right. I see exactly what you're, where you're coming from with this. They've already started this. And they've got the cover to do it. Wow. Because of COVID, everything. Basically, President Trump, Vice President Pence, the World Health Organization, Dr. Fauci, and one other person, they all use the emergency clause, which suspends the Constitution. And they used it more than one time, over and over and over again. And then after that, we started seeing things coming up in the federal register and executive orders saying everything's suspended. All the checks and balances are out the window because of COVID. We can do anything we want. And so it's, we are living a nightmare. Is that why Trump lost control? When I, I date that at March 13th when he lost control of his presidency. He actually gave it up March 13th. Um, he, that's the day, um, it had to do with the novel geometries and pi, uh, that it was the national pi day and not pies as in eating, but the numerical 3.14, right? Yep. 
Yep. Yep. And he went out with all of the um, CEOs of these companies on that day and basically said, you know, this one's doing this and each one got to say a few words. But basically that was the introduction of global fascism. But there were some deeper, darker things because of the day, particular day that he did that. But he had already suspended the Constitution and gave it up before that. What? Here, here's what confuses me. Okay. Some of my audience and some people that are my colleagues tell me he's always been on. He's a globalist. Blah blah blah. And I say, wait a minute. He got rid of the TPP, which was the corporate takeover of America. Uh, he brought jobs back. He basically gutted other free trade agreements in favor of the American worker. Um, I don't think he came in as a plant. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's pretty strong evidence. So what's Trump's role in this? What, what do you see? So what I see is there's something that's been bouncing around ever since about 1999 um, that they've been working towards, and that is the marriage of the public-private partnership. Yes. So you've got your government, you've got your private, and Trump was the perfect person to marry those. And that's what happened on March 13th. You definitely saw that marriage. It was almost like a marriage, marriage like we would see um, if we went to see a man and a woman being married. Okay, before we go farther, let, let me um, ask you a question. I don't mean to put you on the spot, so just tell me what you're comfortable with. But what can you tell us about your FEMA background? Are, are you able to reveal your position? Did you hold a special rank? I mean, can, can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? So basically, I just started as a volunteer, and I wanted to give back to my community because I do believe that all of us should, you know, give, not mm -hmm. just take. And so I wanted to, I wanted to share um, my gifts and talents. And so I went to the Red Cross first, and they w wanted to have me sign like this 30-page contract, and I couldn't share my faith, and I couldn't pray with anybody, and I do have a biblical worldview. And uh, so then I went to emergency management, and I actually could pray with people in a disaster and help people. And so then I worked myself up, and, and the rest is history. Um, I'm trained in all different... Uh, and tr we cross-trained, um, so I have did a little bit of everything you, you kind of do. You, just like a housewife, I wear many hats. Um, mm -hmm. I can be an electrician, a, uh, a wife, a, a mechanic, a dog sitter, you know, a husbandress um, with animals. <laughs> with animals, animals I'm talking. <laughs> Animal husbandry. Yeah. Uh, plant, plant expert. Uh, food dehydrator canner, you know, I wear many hats. So that's kind of the way it was at FEMA. And when I started, it was really a commune, like a, a, a family. Um, that changed before 9-11. It got very militaristic. Of course, it is the military. You need to understand that it is a branch of the military. So um, I guess my expertise was plans and I guess my shame is that I started to put the templates together to for that what would become the databases that they're using now, and that's my shame. Um, so, 
Well, I had a friend, and uh, I, I was a first responder volunteer, and they told me, the county told me where I was teaching, they said, you'll get the vaccinations first, and so will your family. I thought, well, okay, and I can help people, and I'll be first in line. That sounds good. And then FEMA came in and took over the operation, and we had an articulation period, and I made a friend. And we started hanging out together, playing basketball, going to the gym, and we got pretty close. One night, he shows up at my basketball office on campus, and this is in uh, October of 2012, and he said, I'm bugging out. And I knew he was counter-bioterrorism, and he had evolved into that after our articulation period. And he told me that he was going to a community he had been preparing, an isolated community with like-minded people who were also retiring early. And he said, with what I know that's coming with biochemical weapons, we have things the rest of the world doesn't know about. I'll be your classic brown shirt and they'll eliminate me. So I need for my safety of my family and me and our friends that I've worked with, we're all leaving for a prepared community. Have you ever heard of anything like this? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. it, but it didn't come actually from FEMA. So I like to shine the light on things that are hidden. And so I was doing a lot of exposés between 2000 and 2008 on like Plum Island. And also we had a, a state vet in my state, Washington State, Dr. Leonard Eldridge. And he liked to bring home vials of pathogens to play with and some of them broke and so he kept vectors of animals in the open where like these horses had pyroplasmosis in eastern Washington and they were quarantined but they were out in the open and so the ticks would go and bite them and then the ticks would bite the people and so I did a bunch of like exposing him and then he my representative calls me on the phone and he said he's put a contract out for your assassination what yeah why because I was uncovering I mean he thought he could just play and bring home when you go back to Plum Island you are supposed to go into quarantine for 10 to 14 days and he did not not only did he not, he brought back pathogens to Washington State and played around with them in Washington State. Um, how did you survive his order? Well, that I short did. I went dark shortly after, so he didn't know where I was. And do those orders expire after a certain set of time? Um, I went back to the Capitol once, and they thought I he had been successful. I mean, I walked into some of these senators' offices, and they it looked like, I mean, their faces went white. They thought they had seen a ghost, and um, because it the word went around the the campus was that I had it was successful. Hmm. Boy, that's how long ago was this? Maybe 2008. You had an exciting three years there between 06 and 08. Um, a lot happened in that time. Well, let's, I, I want to kind of evolve into, uh, if we could, a little bit about incarceration. How, okay. are, how are people going to go into 
the, those who survive this uh, these medical medically planned pandemics. Okay, we'll call them pandemics. And so people that survive that, how are people going to end up in these re-education camps? Okay, so that's another thing that was beta tested during Hurricane Katrina. Well, actually, it, it was spawned from what they learned in Hurricane Katrina. There was a congressional a bill that was passed, and it had to do with re, reunification of children. That's why we saw a big bunch of stuff on the border, and there's just been a lot And this um how are we dealing with COVID and interpersonal relationships? And I think I lost my track of thought, train of thought. Uh, we were talking about uh, methods of incarceration and how it's going to occur. Let's talk something else and then they'll come back to me. <laughs> okay. All right. What? Um, well, let, 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 we'll back up to that point later, but because I do want to know how they're going to come and get you or me, I should say. Oh, oh, okay, okay, it came back. So public reception centers. So the Walmarts and different, especially the buildings that, the larger buildings that have gone out of business are going to be called public reception centers. And in the legislation that was passed, they were talking in the event of a nuclear, in a nuclear situation, but it could be applicable to any disaster including a, a pathogen. So you would go to one of these buildings, like a your Walmart or whatever, and it was it's not called a FEMA center. It would be a, called a public reception center. Mm-hmm. And you put a nice, pretty name on it, you know, and then you would your information would be taken down and you they would know, they would know because of artificial intelligence if you were re-educationable or not. It would be just a holding time that you would be in any type of a facility. Um, If you were a radical, um, if you were firm in your belief, in your ideology, of which that's, they estimate 20% of the population, then um you would be killed um it and then like i said it plays a factor because we're in a post human and they ro- really don't need a mcdonald's worker anymore so that will all be autumn autumn you know so that's when you're going to so really like the FEMA camps or like our vision of a concentration camp from World War II is really not going to happen. Oh, okay. Well, so let me piece this together to kind of encapsulate what you said. Um, People are going to go to the FEMA camp and uh, people like uh, you and me and Steve and so forth, we're going to be deemed to be one of these 20% and they'll kill us right away. Is that right? Right. Yes. Okay, and the other 80%, they're going to try to re-educate. If they have a need. if they, But most people are not, there's not going to be a need. Mm-hmm. They're really, truly, there's a, what they call a surplus population. Um, these are folks that, you know, you're going to be told you're non-essential. 
interesting how you're using that word because it just surfaced here with COVID. And I used to say, I don't remember seeing that word in the Constitution here when they're violating our rights. But um, so, okay, so you'll have 20% that's non-educatable and then they'll have a certain amount that uh, they don't have any use for. Um, what, what are they going to whittle down to? Is there a percentage estimate of people that have a chance to be re-educated and survive? Those might be some young people, um, of course, sex trafficking. I mean, except that that might be interfered with the more, the deeper that we go into augmented and virtual reality, um, there might not be a need for the sex trafficking any longer. Um, it's not going to be much. I wouldn't say maybe 10% of the population would be re-educationable and essential. Um, which matches the numbers we see from globalist writings. You know, we need to reduce the population by 90%. Ted Turner, Audubon Magazine, 1997. Um, so that matches perfectly with what we're seeing. So to me, I think if people knew this, hey, nine out of 10 of you aren't coming out of these camps alive and you really won't like your life too much if you do. So why not just get out the AK-47 and go down fighting? It doesn't necessarily have to be a weapon. You, you can use words you can stand firm in your ideology or your belief system mm -hmm. i know what you're saying and, and 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 christians act like christians but i'm thinking of the average person where if they knew it was coming the emotion would take them to a violent reaction and response i would think for some of them some yeah. of them will go like sheep to their death and we we know we saw that with the concentration camps um do you know anything about the re-education what goes on, how long it lasts, what, what they try to teach you? Let's just back up for just a sec. Okay. Because, uh, so remember the FEMA numbers. 90% of the people will do nothing, Yeah. you know, to save themselves or their loved ones. So, you know, we're not talking about a very, very many that are going to do anything. Well, I can't stop him from drugging me and overpowering me and handcuffing me and putting me in leg irons, but I ain't going willingly. Yeah, I'm not either. I'll die in my home before I do that. Yep. And I'm yep. assuming if you're deemed to be a radical, one of the 20%, uh, I'm assuming they're going to eliminate your family too. Yes. And your pet. A lot. I get a lot of questions about the pets, and unfortunately the pets go... What's their reason for that? I think it's psychological. It's just a power thing. Do you know how far they're going to go with the elimination of family? Is it immediate family? Is it extended family? Or any ideas on that? I don't. I don't know. I. I do know one lady that, you know, she was a farmer like me up near the Canadian border. Uh, long story. I won't you know it it would take too long to say but she was framed by the government and they went and and beat up her 90 year old parents in California to get information supposedly she was um being 
charged with an international wildlife trafficking ring, which was just a joke. It was all fabricated, and she ended up going to federal prison. But they did beat up her parents, 90 years, 90 years old. They were slamming up, the agencies were slamming up the parents up against the wall and um, punching them in the stomach and different things. I smell Satan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. Um, that's not a, hy- a hyperbole comment. I smell the spirit of Satan. In fact, today, I'm sure you've heard of this, the Satanists allegedly marched, and what, one of the things they're calling for is world government. Yes. You know about that? Yes. I've been praying and fasting. How do these things come about? I mean... I mean, do people just wake up one day and they're mentally connected and all the witches are going to come out and do whatever? I don't get it. Well, actually, it people think that it just, it just appeared, but this was the World Economic Forums. Uh, they have plans for every month, and this was the month for this t- type of thing. It was the month for the violence, um, ethnoversic, ethnic versus ethnic and it was um to get us to embrace this lbgytz you know there's 625 or 650 different um genders now and so this was this is a planned operation and they pay incentive like back when i was lobbying they learned they were uh, testing it to see okay how much information what are what would you be willing to give your personal information up for people sold their personal information for a keychain a bag of popcorn I mean it was the stupidest stuff and so you offer these young kids you know a couple dollars or a you know a crypto coin or something like that and they go for it. See, so you said something earlier, too, I wanted to go back to here, and I made a note just a moment here while I look at my notes. Um, yeah, you triggered a thought in me. When you talked in our last segment about uh, the COVID attacking the plants and killing mm-hmm. the plants, um, is this a move to, and of course, not opening up the meat plants and you know, poisoning the wildlife so we get the equivalent of mad cow disease in the layman's terms. Is this the beginning of food as a weapon to control the population? Absolutely. And it's underway already? Yes. I've been told that farmers, in fact, I've actually heard from a couple of ranchers who told me that they're selling directly to locals. Um... Is that a way around this to some degree? No. It is going to be in, I would say, probably within a year, it will be illegal to do that. You will not be able to get food at a farmer's market. You will not be able to deal directly because the you will have to, everything will go through the government. When I talk about federalization of every sector of the United States, you cannot do business without this without the government 
it's because of this public-private partnership. And of course, right now they're using COVID. Everything is COVID. So of course it has to be run from uh, by the government because only the government knows what, I'm being facetious here, only the government knows how to keep us safe and stuff. And we don't, you know, we can't act as independent people with a brain. Um, we need to go through them. So it's going to be illegal. It reminds me of what many municipalities did, and we've seen this around the world in places like Bolivia, where it was illegal to trap rainwater. Streams, yeah. Same strategy, isn't it? Well, that comes from the UN, and actually many of your listeners are probably being charged 50 to $500 for rain falling on their property right now if you looked at your taxes. But that's to keep us dependent again, isn't it? Yes. That's what I thought. So so they're going to rule us through scarcity like what uh, Stalin did with the Haldemar in Ukraine. Yeah, and it was pretty scary. There's a conglomerate that was probably is 15, about 10 or 15 years old now. British Columbia, Washington, Oregon, California, uh Idaho might be in there. Anyway, they formed this consortium and they actually, of course, they're totally green. And they sold this jar, mason jar of Pacific Northwest air to Beijing, China. You know how much it went for? No. $950. How do you get that kind of escalation? What scared me was, well, what alarmed me was the the price that they got and what does that mean? How are you going to sell air and what are they going to, are they going to tax us for the air we breathe? Yeah, they said that in an old Beatles song. I remember that. Um, I I think, or is the air going to be so bad that you need artificial air to breathe? Yeah, that's that's coming to with the terraforming of the earth terraforming for what for for um, uh, transhumanism yes it, it gets rid of the humans and the synthetic life forms will supposedly thrive but you know that's that's just their vision you really exposed an agenda here right, uh, on this one point because we know Satan's objective is to kill God's creation, exterminate humanity. And um, clearly, I think that's what you're describing here. Yes. Yeah. So when we break this down to the common denominator, it's not FEMA versus the people. And it's not Democrats acting like communists, taking away the Constitution. At the base, the common denominator, it's Satan versus everyone who's not under Satan's uh, influence. Yes. You agree with that? Yeah. And you're describing, I think, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, so I'll pose this as a question. I'm wondering if you're not describing tribulation. Yeah, I believe we're in the, tri the tribulations have begun. Um, that we've got the earth changes. We've got wars and rumors of wars we've got plagues we've got famine you know it 
we've got biologicals. It, it it's it's here and it's going to happen in our lifetime. So my dad was in naval warfare and he looked at me at five years old and he said, this is going to happen on your watch. You need to be prepared. And so I spent my whole life getting prepared for these days. Yeah, my father was a Navy officer too and he told me exactly the same thing and he gave me a year and a half when he was terminal in 84 and 85 of uh, his operation so I would understand what was coming. Um, do, do, do any of your scenarios ever include anything like um, um, fake alien invasion, like what the often is called a Project Blue Beam? Well, of course, and that's also the report from Iron Mountain also had the alien invasion. So is this like a the trick of last resort to force unity on the planet? Um, I don't know that it's unity. They did this new classification of life system, and it's called a phylocode. Before it was the linear system, and they spent 10 years working on it, but they knew that they wanted to bring in aliens, demons, synthetic life forms, all these um, mutagenesis that was going to happen from the cosmic rays because we're in the sixth extinction level event right now. We have, are just beginning that. And so they opened up th this new code. And so we all are like humans supposedly are in the arthropod bird dinosaur reptile family it's it's very it's i did an article on it and it was just the strangest thing i ever <laughs> I ever it saw it sounds bizarre to me i don't think of myself as a reptile or dinosaur no but so... they've got everybody convinced and that's even the people that classified the covid use this new philo code it's at the clade system and they even did a pandemic exercise called Clade X. And that's what got me, uh, because I go, there's something different about this exercise. And that, so they exercised it, I think it was two years ago. And then this COVID was the first time that it, something like that went live where they could test this new Clade system. And remember, what does President Trump keep saying? We are fighting this invisible enemy, this invisible enemy. He said it so many times. Um, that's a dual-purpose word. Yes, it could be meaning a pathogen. He could also be talking about other entities that are invading. I see Trump as capitulating under pressure. Maybe I'm wrong. How do you see him? Yeah, capitulation would be a good word. But I don't think he entered this presidency to do what he's doing. No, I don't think so. Has he accepted the inevitable, in your opinion? You know, he could have been threatened. His family could have been threatened. Mm -hmm. You know, they could have said, you're going to get the Kennedy treatment. I think that's a really good answer because that's it's something that 
it comes up a lot on our discussion boards at the Common Sense Show, and and um, and I tell people I don't see him as capitulating to the globalists when he came in, or he put up a heck of a good disguise. But I remember on March 13th, they all said this is a military operation. Do you remember the use of that phrase? Yeah, but he said it before. I mean, he kept saying over and over, it's operationalized. We're operationalized. I can't tell you how many times, if you look at the transcripts of, of the, you know, of the coverage. I mean, I made note of it right away. I mean, that's a military term to operationalize. Well, Celeste, this is my last question because we're almost out of time. But um, I would think that the um, purveyors of these, uh, this new world order would want to keep you and me from talking about this. I mean, take very strong measures. Yeah, I think that's why I had my little <laughs> um, excitement in May. I understand what you're saying. Knock on wood, I've yet to have mine. But, um, but I do know what we're talked about here cuts to the heart of what they're doing, and they can't allow that. They really can't. Celeste, uh, we got about 30 seconds left. Tell people how to follow your good work, please. Um, you can follow me at Patreon. That's the most active. And you look for Shepherd's Heart Farm. That's Shepherd's Heart Farm at Patreon.com. And or you can go to my blog at Shepherd or yeah, Shepherdsheart.life. Okay, sounds great. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. And we're not going to wait so long between visits. You have so much information that people need to hear. And I fear that we don't have much time to tell the story. But anyway, for now, I've got a bit of do, but thank you so much for joining us. You're a sheer delight uh, to be with, but uh, your information's invaluable, Celeste. Well, thank you. Thank you. Take care.